Hello everyone, welcome to a special finals edition of the Jock and Jerno podcast. September is here, lots of big games, we're going to touch on some trade talk, uh, some big issues in footy. Jay Clark here from the Herald Sun, great to see you, Scotty Penelbury, captain of the Collingwood Football Club, five-time Copa Trophy winner, five-time All-Australian mates, and your finger, the wires are out, the video went viral with uh, 50,000 uh, replays or whatever it is, mate. How, how did that play out? It didn't look uh, it looked disgusting, let's be honest. Yeah, it wasn't great. I was really looking forward to the day, though, because it hasn't been wet for seven weeks, my finger. So it's Cheer fair to say, yeah, it stunk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just walked into the surgeons yesterday and the six, because I was supposed to get them out at four weeks, then five, and then he said six. We'll keep them in six just to be safe. So the bone's nice and strong. So I went in, just had a pair of pliers sitting on his on his desk. Put his hand. I just put my hand down. It was shaking like crazy because I was fairly nervous. So I was thinking it was going to hurt. And I googled it all the night before and it assured me it didn't. But I still was like, well, I'm not. I don't have any pain injections or anything for this. So yeah, he just un, sort of unscrewed it and then just rips it out. And it's probably I don't know. Maybe the wire was about probably six, seven centimeters long. Mm. Um, yeah, pulled it out and then. I said to him, do you mind if I film the next one? Because that didn't really hurt. So I was scared if I had to film the first one and fainted that it wouldn't have looked as good. Fair to say your fingernail has seen better days though. Have you got, yeah. fa- have you got function? Can you bend it? Are you going to no, be allowed to play? I, in can't, the- I can't bend it yet. Right. So the top knuckle um, is fairly stiff because so, it hasn't moved for seven weeks, obviously because the wire's in there. So now the, the hand therapist give me the task of trying to get it moving by Friday week when I see him next. So this nail will fall off. It's pretty much black for you know, out there that it's visual so it's that will fall off and then the reshape of my lovely middle fingers on are you gonna play international rules yeah that's the plan the you plan still is on? to play yep yep yeah so i can start running and all that sort of stuff now so um looking forward to having a sweat and getting back into a bit of training Coco, you built up the uh, McGregor Mayweather fight like it was Christmas for you. Were you satisfied in the end to live up to your expectations, my friend? It was good. I thought it was good. I thought he was really competitive. It probably went exactly how any boxing fan would think it would go, maybe even longer. Um, But what did you think, SP? It was was pretty interesting. Good tactics. Yeah, I liked all the pre-fight hype. Um, The circus, I suppose you could call it, was unreal, but... Yeah, the fight. I was a bit surprised by how quickly McGregor tired. Like he was, he ran out of gas. He was done at like yeah. round seven. Even you can see at the end of round three, he walked back and he was blowing really hard. And you saw, oh, he's in a bit of strife here. So, yeah. yeah, it went the way I thought. But it was a good circus. They both made a fair bit of coin out of it. I think McGregor made 160 and Mayweather like 360. So million, yeah, million. So they've um, they achieved what they wanted. Surely they're like best friends now. They hang yeah. out on oh, each other. You can other's see after the fight, and... the press conference, the hugs all round and. High five. So they sold the fight perfectly. It was, as you said, McGregor surprised early with what he could do, but he just tired so quickly. Hey, yeah, uh, let's get on to a couple of footy issues before we get on to the big finals games. And I know you're thinking upsets in September, which will be very interesting. But what's happened on the Collingwood front uh, since yeah, we last spoke? Missed one week and a lot happens in footy. Yeah. How, how do you think our buy went? Our little podcast buy? A pre-finals uh, uh, by. Well, you had you had Wacky Wednesday, Scotty. So yeah, how did had... that go? Give us a take. Give us a um, rundown. Yeah, it was... You first out or...? Well, probably, actually. <laughs> um, it was a little bit subdued just because we still had the VFL playing, so you don't have yep. the full list. So we had 14 or 15 of us went down and we just bounced around Chapel Street, had a few different beers at different locations, snuck in a little bit of Guinness at one, which wasn't really a treat at all. And then, yeah, I was out of there by... 4.35 and, and home for dinner. Who was best of? 
Um, well, I don't think you can get a best on when I'm out that early, so I didn't see. <laughs> the and, sun's still up. And the uh, boys have gone to Europe, or some of the fellas have gone uh, to Europe. I've seen Tay Adams, so Geordie DeGoey, Levi Greenwood doing some Instagram work over there. That's yeah, dangerous. Yeah, there's a few. I think there's about... I think about eight or nine guys went to Spain, so Barcelona, yeah. and then um, Darcy Moore, Jamie Elliott, they're in Greece, I think. Um, Tommy Langdon is in Mexico. Brody Grundy's in Portugal. So there's a few boys over there, and then they're just all, I think, bouncing around and catching up at different stages. So yeah. um, You nervous yeah. about anyone over there? Or? Nah, the boys are nice and mature, and they'll look <laughs> after themselves, I'm sure. So Wouldn't you be sick of each other at the end of the season? You probably would. You wouldn't yeah. want to hang around together, would you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, I suppose it's a completely different environment. Once you get a bit of sun on your skin and you're in the water and having a couple of beers or whatever you're doing in Barcelona, uh, it'd be a lot of fun. So. And you're off yeah. to uh, Hawaii next month, is that right? Yeah, after, I'm off to Shanghai first for four days and then um, Hawaii for two weeks. So looking forward to that. Just get a bit of sun and it's been pretty cold in Melbourne. Club's made a big uh, decision on your coach, Nathan Buckley. You satisfied that is the right result, that he is the man to take you forward over the next two years? Yeah, it was, it was wrapped to see Bucks. I think it was... Last week was it? As soon as the season done Monday after to to come out and well, you, um, did you think that was going to be the case? By the way, did you did you know? Uh, well, I knew Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, because I spoke to the president and, and Walshy as well about it. And um, yeah, I think it's just as the club said they've done this blueprint for a reason. And um, all the I think Walshy came out and said all the feedback was really positive around Bucks, and we just got to put the um, support networks around him around the players and um the program will flourish so um as i said i think a few times here that while she's been a great appointment by the football club he's a really strong respected administrator he's been in the game a long time and yep. um his knowledge of a football structure and how it works is second to none what about uh chris main i've got a strong view i mean it has been heavily debated he didn't have a great year he played three games he's obviously on a, a decent contract four years five hundred thousand dollars a year and then uh, Buck said on radio that um, you know the club might consider his options, which I don't think Nathan Buckley deserves all the uh, heat on for this list decision, by the way, because he might have said yes to the role, but that doesn't mean he ticks off the terms, etc. So I think he has copped, the coach has copped it a little bit um, unfairly, um, to be honest. But as captain, how do you sort of pick up the pieces or support your teammate who's probably feeling a little bit unloved at the moment? Is that fair to say? Um, yeah, I suppose with Mandy on the weekend, he had a game, a finals game to concentrate on. So he had the VFL um, game. And yeah, there was a bit of noise around last week um, about his situation here. But to Mandy's credit, the way he went out and played in the VFL, super professional, played you know a really solid game and almost pinched the game for us in that last quarter with a couple of really strong marks and efforts. And um, you know, as a, as a teammate and um, as his captain, you you can't fault the bloke for his application around the football club, you know, his investment with the guys and how he trains. I think, you know, I don't think he actually missed a session all year and he played 22 games. So, um, you know, there's, he's like every player. You've got parts of your game you want to work on and I'm sure he'll come back at the start of pre-season fit, raring to go. And um, You expect him to be here? Oh, absolutely, yep. Do you reckon he wants to be here? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I had breakfast with Manny this morning and um, had a bit of a chat and he, the way he's talking and, you know, he's really keen to, to rip into training again and um, get fit, ready to go for pre-season. So looking forward to that. I think if he takes his opportunities in front of goals too, like I know Collingwood did have some injuries, but if he kicks some of those shots in those first couple of rounds, you know, kicks his two goals a game, plus he's got the pressure, the six or seven tackles a game, you know, I think the parts of his game are there. I, I wouldn't be cutting him... Um, 
cutting in from the club either. Uh, and I know he's, he's contracted. So I think there is some sort of upside. I just wonder whether he can gather the motivation to think, right, uh, you know, it's sort of me against the world here a little bit. Because he would sort of, I reckon he would sort of feel that that way a little bit and whether he can use that as motivation next preseason stuff everyone no one rates me right in, in football potentially so i'm going to use that prove everyone wrong like especially with the because there is a spot in the collingwood forward line yeah. i think for someone who who is manic pressure yeah that's well, a that's a weakness we've ranked i think bottom three in the comp so um and he he can bring that to the table so yeah um you know but like i think he's not the first player in afl to have a quiet AFL season that's looking to bounce back strong so his motivation won't be an issue at all it's, it's just you know whether he'll do the work over the off season I know he will so he'll come back fit and he'll try and get a spot in that front six uh, Coxie's the other one who's pretty interesting because in those last three games fellas he's showed a lot in the ruck yeah. with uh, well, last or two of the last three with um, uh, Grundy suspended then Grundy playing forward like I reckon he, he showed much more than potentially you see it all the time I reckon he even beat our expectations in the ruck. And now, uh, out of contract, the clubs are unsurprisingly circling. Yeah. Um, but he's important to your structure, isn't he? I mean, you need that that other big guy there. Yeah, well, I, the last three games, uh, it was just, I think it was great to see him get a chance in the ruck just by himself. So that's often the hardest thing to do as a ruckman is get that chance of a full game. You know, most ruckmen in the comp say they feel better when they're just left there and they can grind it out and really work over their opponent. And his ability to get forward as a ruckman, take some grabs. You know, I think he kicked two goals a week as a ruckman, so he kicked six goals in the last three games. And him and Brody in the last game worked really well, like yep. forward ruck. So, yep. um, yeah, I think, you know, the thing with Coxie is I think he's still got so much upside too, yep. like probably the most upside of most of the big guys on our list. So it's scary, his potential. And, um you know, so to keep working at it. And, and the hard thing is, is in footy, there's no guarantees. So, um, yeah, he's just keep working at his game and have a big summer and he'll get better again, no doubt. I think Brisbane, Bulldogs, Richmond, Hawthorne are the clubs who are sniffing around. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think that's the, that's the thing with free agency, though, isn't it? Like, every every club knows he's going to be a free agent. So, you, you know, Coxie would know that people are going to come and have a look at him and, and our club would know that as well. Yeah. So. He really kept this in at the VFL on the weekend. Oh, he, he was huge. I think he, he was marking everything. Seven or eight contested grabs. And so yeah, is he too huge. good for that level? Yeah. yeah, too good for VFL. And then that's, that's the hardest thing. There's, it's often the case there's guys who are too good for VFL but need an opportunity for a while at AFL. But, it, you know, you, can't, you don't just get handed games at AFL level. So that's the hardest thing. And yeah, but he's definitely too good, for, too good for the VFL. And he can kick straight. Yeah, he does. He doesn't miss often. <laughs> and there is that spot, that second key forward uh, spot at Collingwood. It is there. It is yeah. there for him. If he yeah. can combine that with a bit more ruck, probably change yeah. the percentage split and yeah. Grundy develops his game forward. Yeah, well, Brody took a few good marks forward. And yeah, I think and our pressure was pretty good in that last game against Melbourne as well with three big big yeah. players there with Reedy, Coxie, Darcy. So yeah, it's a, certainly an encouraging performance by the boys. And um, yeah, it was a good win, that last one to get over the Ds. I'll tell you what's interesting. The situation with Tom Lynch, Gold Coast Tom Lynch at the moment. So we see Gillan McLaughlin on Fox Sports uh, this week uh, saying that the AFL can potentially make him an AFL ambassador, face of footy in Queensland, to help develop and grow uh, their game up there, which is potentially, I don't I mean, this is a... That's just a check thrown over to your table and say, right, what you want on it. Exactly Tom. right, Scott. I'm going to guess here and I'm going to say that's potentially worth millions of dollars to him over a long-term contract outside yeah. um, Gold Coast salary cap. Yeah. Now... So he could sign on for, say, a million bucks a year with Gold Coast. Yeah. Seven years, seven mil, plus, yep. 
plus six hundred thousand a year yeah. to be the ambassador. One point six a year. Not bad, is it? Yeah. So that to me is the AFL declaring a state of emergency. Yeah, it's Tom Lynch. You are not going In anywhere. Cold footy. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've, they've they've back beep. Beep, beep. That's the truck backing up um, in, his, in his driveway. <laughs> you like that? That's the that's the truck backing up just with uh, a fat stack of cash. Go on, go on. What happens if he leaves? What's it mean for footy at the Gold Coast? What's it? It's the be the straw that breaks the camel's back because he is the future. He's the key pillar. He is their ability to to build a team around and grow under a new coach. Remember, I think their first ten rounds next year are all away from home because they're using the venue um, for the the Commonwealth game. So that's going to be a hard gig for the new coach, possibly going to be John Barker. Um, and, uh, and and he's just, along with Steve May, an absolute key pillar. So he's got this decision to make. As you point, right, quite rightly point out, Scott, is it you know, $1.5 million a year that he could accept or does he come to a Victorian club and get closer to a flag? Now, for a kid who's, what, 24? 23, 24? 24. That's an interesting, de- yeah. Yeah, interesting decision for him yeah. because we know he can play. Yeah. Collingwood, Richmond, for example, every club, Bulldogs, clubs lining up out the door for this guy's signature. And the AFL has entered the market knowing that he's a chance to leave and said, uh, It's not bad, is it? Here's some good coin. And I reckon rival clubs would be, uh, be happy about that either, Coco. We'll just get Eddie to lodge a counter bid against the AFL, see what he can do. Well, it makes me wonder who else is an AFL ambassador? Who else is getting this extra money outside the salary cap? Any Victorian players, Scotty? Have you got anything to, to declare? Uh, not, the Mel- <laughs> I'm not the Melbourne ambassador for <laughs> AFL. No, nope. Hey, let's get into uh, these games this no, weekend. Well, what do you think Go. of the pre-finals by? Did you like it? no footy? Um, well, there I, was footy. I went away well, to Dallas with was, my family, well, so I didn't mind the break. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I like the I like the quality of football in last year's final series. I thought last year's final series was exceptional. Yeah. So although you can see that it's not advantageous for the top four, it does even up the top eight. I think the end product is actually pretty bloody good, Yeah, to be honest. But, you don't but the AFL should come out and say, you know, that, yeah, it's not a great advantage for the top four. I don't think it is. What if the top four teams start dropping out if they get the another bye mm-hmm. because they win the first game? If they both lose the prelims, yep. you've got to look at Again. it, don't you? Yeah. Again. The thing yeah. I don't like is that if you're the best side in the comp or the best two sides and you win like you should... You play like two games in four weeks, yep. which is like continuity in finals. And um, I heard Boomer Harvey talking about it and Mick talking about that, that it's the buy that you want the buy. So two sides only get a buy. One, so one you buy. get the advantage. Yeah. So you win that first game, you get the big advantage. You get one week off, freshen up, bang, you're away. But two buys in four weeks or three weeks is just kills you. So who did the AFL listen to when they brought it in? Because I've heard countless amounts of players, ex-coaches, coaches saying... It was that an integrity issue because North and Richmond and Frio rested their players en masse. So they sort of felt as if their hand was forced because you remember... Yeah, Ross Lyon done it at Frio. He done yeah. it at St Kilda. Yeah, and Brad Scott did it at North, Mel- North Melbourne. But don't you earn, you earn the right to rest yeah, them? You've won enough games. You've earned the right to manage. You don't get in trouble if you manage your team halfway through the year. Yeah, Yeah, and I sort of agree with that. But then you've got betting that, markets. Whole, you've the, got yeah, but who cares? The whole game is to try and win the flag. Yeah, win the flag. Yeah, can't yeah, be like oh, you've got to play your whole team in round twenty-two for fairness. Well, no, we don't because we've won nine of our games, so, so the we cl- can do what we want. So the clubs are saying, well, we have to have scratch matches now in that second week off to try and have a decent hit out. Nothing that. replicates it. No. Finals. You can have the biggest hit out you want, but it's finals. Go put. 
go try and steal a mock crowd of 100,000 people to watch your scratch match. And so. equalisation made this season closer than any. So you couldn't have rested players last week. No. no. Okay. Well, even like that last game, West Coast Adelaide, when you're watching that, and you've got the live ladder and there's Melbourne yeah, it's fluctuating cool. in and out, in and it's out. Amazing. Like, I would have hated to be a Melbourne player slash supporter for that last round. I've checked with the just, Melbourne guys and they're pretty flat about the whole thing. Oh, yeah, you would be. Like, what were they, th- four minutes ago, they were playing finals? Yeah. I was talking to the media guy from West Coast yep. and he said that the players on the ground could tell what the percentage was. Not through, they couldn't see it, obviously, but there was oh. a feeling in the crowd. Oh. Yeah, right. So when uh, Cameron kicked that goal, yeah. he could, like, the players could sense that the crowd was flat. So they, one. they were behind, they needed to kick another one. Yeah. So if you're AFL Commissioner, Scotty, you would scrap the pre-finals by? Yep. If you're a Collingwood, no doubt about if it. You're a current Collingwood captain, would you scrap the buy? Yeah, I'd scrap the buy altogether. I think, the, I think the thing too is that players wanted two buys yeah. throughout the year. So I think that's like sort of been moved to you've got two buys, but you're going to have one before finals. I don't mind the idea of, say, the, the NFL model where you just play the whole way through and you have a buy the week before the grand final to build the momentum. You know, you analyse the grand final over two weeks and then that's the centrepiece, but it's still the same argument. You know, you're going to so, play... So just change the, the date of the, that buy. Yeah, so move it to the last. So there's no advantage until you get to the grand final and you've got two weeks to get all your players up, ready to go, but you don't get an advantage until then. Would it Would it uh, be a disadvantage? Would you, like if that was you, would you? Well, it wouldn't really because the sides that get there, you know, if it was first and second, for yep. example, mm. they've had identical lead-ins because yeah. they probably both won their first final, yep. whatever it is, or you've played But as a player, finals. would you get anxious, you know, because you've got a two-week wait before yeah. your grand final? Yeah, but I think the whole, I think that would gather more momentum than like it just feels like the AFL just stopped for a week. Mm. It just feels like it was flat. Yeah, as like a the as weekend, a, there's yeah. Friday night, nothing on. Um, as yeah, a fan, it kind weird. of felt like it lost momentum, and I'm all for giving footy a break because yeah. we're, we're the very, other thing too though footy, but. is like I also understand how it works the other way because if it's like Thursday night's huge, everyone's going to be that withdrawn from footy that Thursday night everyone's tuning in. Yep. So we haven't had footy on the TV for 14 days. Like I cannot wait to watch Thursday night footy. Why couldn't they move the brown load to that week? Um, It'd be so good if you did all the media awards. I've said this before. Yeah. Do all the awards. It's not a bad idea. In the weekend off. So then it's like keeps the you know, Friday night, Brownlow night, the, the, the coverage. Yeah. The bang. dusty Brownlow sort of is going to take over a bit of grand final week anyway, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. For a couple of days. So what, like, you know, he could have, I mean, last week for Richmond, it would have been massive. Signs a new deal, wins the Brownlow, bang. Get all that out of the way. For the players, it'd be awesome. Get it all out of the way. Now it's finals, boys. Because mm. the Brownlow's for the home and away season. Yeah. Not oh, yeah. for the best three finals players. I think that's a good call. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, let's talk about the game. So this, let's start with a big one on Thursday night. Adelaide versus Giants at Adelaide Oval. For whatever reason, I've got a feeling in my gut that the Giants are going to uh, pull off an upset here. I think they've got the midfield talent um, and capability after a soft, a soft performance um, last round against the Cats. I, I see him winning this. Who are you tipping? Um, I think the Crows. I just think finals footy... Look at the bottom six of every list. Try and find the bottom six players. and you, I know you hear about it all the time, but yep. look at it in finals because it gets exposed and you look at Adelaide and you it's real battle to find like, who is their bottom six. You yep. can't think. No. So, Prodi Smith. I think, I think 
Oh, well, if he's in their bottom six, <laughs> they'll win the flag you comfortably. Can't just pick out one. Well, like, he listens I mean, I know, to the look, podcast. I know what you're saying, filthy. though, that like you can't just pluck one. Like you're going through your phone now to try and find someone. That's how hard it is. So yeah, this is his I just don't. Knowledge. I just don't think there's too many weak links with Crows and their scoring power is really good. They're awesome behind the ball. The Crouch brothers and Sloan around the footy, yep. a beast. So Sloan play? I don't know. Oh, he's up against it. I think. He's I don't think it, it matters so. either. No, not for them. Well, um, what about Stevie J? Reitz sniffing the tea leaves. I don't think he's got to play. Yeah. What would you do? So you got this uh, premiership veteran who looks banged up, yeah. or you got someone like Matt DeBoer, workhorse, you know, he's going to apply 10 tackles probably, maybe yeah. sneak a goal yeah. or two, which would be a bonus. What way would you go? Um, I think the week off, this is where it might help a Stevie J. Has he freshened up enough? Is his body good mm. to play? Because he can't just play. He looks cooked to me. He can't just play and hope to kick three or four goals. He's got to be able to put pressure on. He's yeah. got to be able to run and chase, harass. I don't think he does that. Kick goals. So, have you guys ever seen Stevie J? This is... This is what he's he's made for. Yeah, you doubt him. He comes out, makes a big statement. This is Stevie J territory. It's yeah, fine. and I think if he's that's why I think the break for him would be invaluable mm. because you know if he's fresh and he can apply that pressure, kick the goals. His strength too. Everyone thinks, oh, you know, he can kill all this flash. All the flashy stuff he does was on the back end of his work rate. He is a freak runner. Well, was a freak runner. Yep. Before his knee got a bit banged up. So if he can work up and down, work his opponents over then I think you're playing. But if you can't, if he's off 10%, you can't afford to carry someone in finals. And Mick said it yesterday and he was spot on that. If he's not going to run and chase and pressure, you're better off saying have another week off and let's get you completely cherry ripe for potentially a prelim or whatever it is, elimination final. Like a bit of Mick, Mick Wisdom in our podcast. Yeah. podcast. Just yeah. a little bit of Mick Gold. Who's the, who's the player of the game? Crows. Toby Green. Who's going to start? Toby, this is set up for Toby, Toby Green. Green. Every week I'm becoming... Good or bad. <laughs> I'm becoming more of a Toby Green fan. Uh, I think Josh Kelly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. What do you give think? Max, surprise. Give me a cock, I give a shit. No, yeah. I like Toby Green. I, I want to see him stand up in finals. This is... If, yeah. if you're going to walk around and do all the things you do... Don Pike. You say Don Pike. No. Oh. Master stroke from the see, box. That's, what do you mean? That's thinking like, outside the box. He'll pick apart GWS. Yeah. Outcoached. Their week. Leon no. outcoached. No, I didn't say outcoached, <laughs> but he'll ex- expose them. <laughs> Mate. Hey, um, Cats Richmond? Yes, Cats Richmond. Now, oh, this is going to be, be huge, fascinating. It? It's going to be freezing. It's going to be wet. It's going to be one at ground level. Um, which way are you landing on this one, Scotty? Selwood looks like he's going to be back in oh, time. I've seen a bit he's of vision back. of Selwood. He's back. And he's certainly playing. I just wonder if he might play more forward. Nah. Nope. <laughs> if he's going to play, you're playing. I see he, he was doing handspring cartwheels down the main street. Yes, nah, no. You play, he's playing. Maybe late in the game, he might go forward because yep. he might tire, but yep. you're not spending tickets forward and then go, oh, I come in the middle in the second half. He'll be there early. So are Richmond good enough, Scotty? Is this, is this a real thing, the whole Tiger Premiership charge, 95000 uh, at the MCG, or do you think um, they might get knocked out? Um, well, I think loose. the important thing for Richmond is not to have that thought. You know, not to go into the game thinking we need to win this to solidify to ourselves that we are a good team. Or yep. if we lose this, we're not a good team. Mm-hmm. You're a good team because of the things you go through every week. So for me, if I was Richmond, be stingy defence. Make sure our pressure around the ball is manic, our four pressure is manic. Look after those three or four things and do that and you'll be happy. Regardless if you win by one or you lose by one, you'll be happy if you bring that because you know it will stand up the week after, or whatever it is. But if they go in with the mindset of they've got to prove something because they're back in finals, 
I think they'll get wiped. So how do you like? So just say you're captain of Richmond, right? How how do you address that? So it's got to be the messages all week, right? All week. So if that him Hardwick met early in the week, Rance, Rewalt, leaders, the footy club. They've got to drive that process. Saying what? Say, we, boys, we deserve here. We deserve this spot. Yeah, we're, we're good enough to be here because of our forward pressure, our midfield ability to run both ways, our backs. We all support our back line. Let's do our trademarks. Let's stick to what we're good at. Mm. And we play great football. Cock, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dimmer just said enjoy the week. Yeah, I enjoy think that's, it, that's how you take some pressure yeah. off. Just enjoy it. Yeah. What, do, what do you do to Dusty if you're Chris Scott? How do you play that matchup? Hit him Cam with your Gu- car in the car park. <laughs> Cam, Cam Guthrie. Ooh. Cam Guthrie. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Not Scooter Selwood? No, Guthrie. So I would go Selwood, Scott Selwood to Cochin. Coch, yep. And Guthrie to Martin. And play a pretty tight tag. I think, no, I think Guthrie can play both ways. Take Martin out around the ball. Um, limit his influence, make him handball, but he'll hurt you going the other way as well, which I think you can do. You can get off Dusty because he's so good around the footy that he's not going to pay you 100% respect around the ball because more often than not, he wins it anyway. So, um, And it worked last time they played. So who gets it done, Dusty or Danger? Oh, I'll be tipping the Cats. but um, Well, last time it was Harry Taylor that got it done. Yeah. yeah. On Rant. On Rant. And it's going to be hard this time because it's going to be pissing rain and yeah, it's wet. cold. And so I think that's advantage Richmond because you, they're so quick and small up front that they can all move around. In the wet. And Rewald is a key forward. It's not really a, a key forward. Is he? He, can go, he can do it all over the shop. Do you still like pick a player to go and target? Yeah, sides do. Yeah, I think you've seen that more than ever lately, haven't we? With Sydney and everyone went Can't after Johannesson at the Bulldogs. Yeah. And, yeah. Who would you target? Four. Uh, Richmond. Who would I target at Richmond? Okay, I don't know. Would you go young guys? Would Geelong go, you know, Rioli or, um, you know, do you pick, pick on a young fella? Or, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think Geelong's ability to keep the ball in their forward half, mm. you know, forward half stoppages, re-entries. Earlier in um, the season, they went after Rance, didn't they? they? There was yeah. a, someone went after Rance because he, he flipped his lid. What was that? Yeah. So I don't know, but be interesting. Who are you tipping? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so 50-50, this one. Oh, I'll go, I'll go Geelong. <laughs> um, Geelong. Hey, how did you know that Alex Rance would be captain of the All-Australian team? Because you, that you has shocked it. <laughs> that has shocked everyone. You, I, I certainly questioned it. How did you know that? I didn't. I just thought it was logical to me that he would go. I heard the commentary around that like there's Salwood was in the team and he's a captain. So why doesn't he just get the yeah. captaincy? Yeah. Yeah. It's because like if you're picking a team, like Rance has made this team four years in a row. Mm-hmm. So like he's the most. Buddy's made the team. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Buddy was the captain. Mm. Or Rance, because it's not like Joel's the captain of Geelong. Yeah. Doesn't mean you get the right just to be the captain of. But he would be the Australia. best leader in that team, wouldn't he? Well, I don't know. I've never played under him. Gut feel? <laughs> well, your gut feel is he's pretty handy. <laughs> he would have been his fourth yeah, but I just thought, Australian captaincy yeah, gig. But I thought Rance was. You were the said, only like one in Australia who picked that. Yeah, but I thought he was like one of the best players in the comp, and he's a vice captain at Richmond. The yeah. only one in Australia. So he's got. Except yeah. for the selection committee that picked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the decision. Um, Do you reckon they listen? Kind of, Maybe they listen. Maybe. What kind of a, Wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Do you reckon Kevin Butler listened to the podcast? <laughs> hey, let's move on to the on Saturday game. Give him some on pointers. his radio, Transistor. <laughs> Sydney versus the Bombers. You've been... 
quite a fan of the Bombers, to give you credit. Um, I didn't think they'd make finals. They got here to give them any chance against the Swans. I do. I think this is my upset. I think. Wow. Essendon. Well, they it's at the SCG. They played the ground really well last time. I know. Really beat them. I know Sydney are in better form than last time, but they Essendon just attack the game. They just don't stop going after. I know Sydney are going to set up behind the ball and try and lock them away, but I think if Fantasia plays, it adds that next element of pace. So they've got a few pacey guys in their front half. Um, Joe Danaher, Franklin, like two of the best key forwards going around. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if Essendon get it done. Now, Sydney should win, but I think that Essendon, I wouldn't be, out of all the games, I wouldn't be surprised if Essendon was the one who got up. And the Swans give you a chance, don't they? Because of their sort of the... Oh, not really. They are very stingy. But yeah, if you can get through, you can score. Mm. Yeah. Essendon's game style can cost them. Yeah, exactly. So it's all, look, not, there will be no surprises in this game. Like Essendon are going to keep going back through the middle from D50, half back. They're going to attack the middle as much as they can. Sydney are going to know it. They're going to set up there. It's just who wins the most contests when that ball hits the ground. Mm. Is Rampy playing on Danaher bad for Sydney or is he, he he's good enough to do <laughs> No, he's good. He reads, he reads both ways. If Danaher gets into bad spots, he just lets him go. Yeah. So yeah, their back six is very, very good. Didn't make the All-Australian team, uh, Dane Rampey, but I don't think he wouldn't have been far off. He jumped over that chain in the pre-season. That bloody we're chain. We were wrapped when he jumped over that chain because <laughs> it was the week before they played us. Oh, really? I'd be heading so out there out. with some bolt cutters. Is, yeah. it, is Razio Fantasia back? Yep. Uh, he he's got to train. To, he's got to train. What's He'll that? be back. Yeah, yeah I, I seen him on TV the other day. He Did you, mate? Had a spring in his step. Yeah. Him v Nick Smith. Oh, that's a good matchup. Yeah. He's got a lot of pace. Wait, who's best on in that? Buddy to step up. But I mean, um, I'm loving Buddy at the minute. He's just in such good form. He, yeah, I just feel like key forwards in finals, it's such a dour defensive. Not dour, sorry. But yeah. it's more a, con- a contested, not much clean ball. And it makes it so hard for the forwards. So it's almost like Sirioli type smaller forwards. Yep. It helps. But uh, Josh Kennedy for me. How, How did Josh Kennedy didn't make the All-Australian oh, side? He is took the words out of my mouth. Beyond me. Yes. How's that was a... That was yeah. the biggest mistake for mine. Yeah. Koch and Oliver, they're pretty stiff. Clayton Oliver no, no. didn't even get in the squad. Yeah, did he? he didn't get in the squad. Yeah, that's... 40. Is that karma? Well, the thing <laughs> is, he could win their best and fairest. Yeah. And Neville, so Neville Jenner makes the squad and might not finish in the top five. Yeah. Where Oliver could win their best and fairest. Clint, and so I think it's like Clayton Oliver, in the like, last whatever it is, has made the biggest jump from first to second year player since Chris Judd. Yep. So he's in Chris Judd territory. Yep. And if Chris Judd had had a season like Oliver... He's probably captain of the team. And the knock is, you know, he doesn't kick the ball as much. He uses his hands a lot. But he's elite with his hands. How yeah. do you find Buddy's trade if he doesn't win a premiership at his time with Sydney? No, no, so I reckon he's already been worth it. Yeah, he's been worth it. He's been, well. Outcome-based. But puts <laughs> bums on seats. He's performed amazingly. So he's good financially. for the not, one, not one player can control whether you win the flag or not. But he's taking him out. Are they as good without him? No. West Coast Port, uh, again, I'm Port. sniffing an upset here. What? Yeah, I think West Coast can do it. They've got a good record yeah. against Port. No, I'm um, with you. It's that Adelaide Oval, eh? Yeah. That's where they, yeah. they've beaten them a bunch of times there. I don't know. They've got the talent forward of the ball, which is what you need in finals. Yeah. Yep. Easy one. I don't know. I just think Port fresh, such a hard-running side, might just put the burners on early. And Who have they beaten? Good night. Who have they beaten top eight? No one. But that's because of their draw. They finished in the bottom six last year, didn't they? 
What, so they draw, had an easy so draw they, and they not just snuck an easy in the draw, eight. but they it is skewed that way, isn't it? Yeah, this is finish. a mad cocker. Every time for the past two years, I've said, "Mate, soft draw, hard draw, soft draw, hard draw." Mate, he it. always says it. it's a it. myth. You, you bang on about your draws; it's a myth. And then he just said, oh, "Hang on, they've had a soft draw." No, I didn't say anyone had a soft draw. I said, "Like it's skewed that way, way, isn't it?" Yeah, like, no, where you finish on the ladder. So bottom six. they didn't get the opportunity to play the top eight sides as much as other sides because of where they finished. They, had nine. they did, and they got beaten. Yeah, they beat. Did they? Didn't they not beat? Um, so who would Port Adelaide beat in the last round? I oh, know Brisbane, wasn't it? The, yeah, the, yeah, and, they, and they had yeah. So they, they versed, beat St Kilda when St Kilda. They versed eight. nine top eight teams and they won two. Yeah, lost. Bit is that top eight book. at the top time eight. or what the top eight finished? Because uh, uh, you know, like we beat Fremantle this year when they were in the eight, they were fifth. Yeah, but they actually didn't finish in the eight. They were they were, they were, a, they were a pretend top eight team then. You give them yeah, but they had won six in a row or something. Uh, you so, give that to us. Yeah, we take that's that. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but we're, so this, this so we beat the top us, of the ladder side because we beat Geelong yep. in round six. Colling- they only finished second. Collingwood gets a soft draw next year. That's right. If no, they we exist. don't. There's no such thing See, as a soft oh, draw. Now he's back to the end. <laughs> um, this is finals podcast. Anything goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, um, Josh Shackey, before we, uh, before we finish up today, big alarm bells for me. So he misses his knee full grand final this weekend. To go back home, hang out with his mates, the Brisbane Lions say the uh, number two draft pick is cooked. You know, physically, mentally pretty fatigued. It's been a tough year. Go home, mate. Chill out with your family and come back up next season. I'll tell you what. If I wasn't every Victorian club out there needing a key forward, such as Richmond, maybe Hawthorne, Collingwood, if you weren't straight out to Seymour to be talking to this bloke, uh, I'd be very surprised because that, to me, says that he is now gettable this, uh, this pre-season. Uh, sorry, this 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 trade period. Why is well, Scott, how many didn't he just sign a two year deal? Yeah, I yeah he, he did. Yeah. maybe it's just part I, of the management for. I smell a backflip, mate. I don't know anyone else in Australian sport who's put his hand up and said, "No, nah, I don't want to play the grand final this week." Yeah, that's. I found that a, a curious decision. Yeah, I'd, it's a grand final. You bust He's your played. balls, Scotty. No, I was, bust them right. I would, up. If I my finger was right and I had a chance to play VFL finals, for example. You'd be, I'd be putting my hand up and say, yeah. You were half me. dead when you played the first grand final. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's AFL grand final. So, but yeah, grand finals are huge, aren't they? So, it's just like to play with your mates in a grand final. Yeah, to walk away from that opportunity. Well, I thought that's what I thought on the weekend for us in the VFL, the finals there, having guys like Dacos, Cal Brown, Coxie, even experience that finals buzz. The crowd, you know, when the crowd lifts and um, they get behind you and. There's a bit of fisty cuffs out on the field, the tackles, all the banter from over the fence. I was loving it, sitting there thinking this is invaluable for the guys, this yep. pressure. Um, you know, and Cal Brown really rose above it all and was super. He's a jet, Cal Brown. Um, Dakes had a few moments in the last quarter where his composure just shone through. So you watch that and you think this is brilliant finals footy. So, yeah, I, I found it a little bit... Oh, it's a grand final. I thought he would have wanted to play, but obviously it's something that they've spoken about with Brisbane and... Come home, and it's been a pretty tough year for him. Just wonder if he's got some. He doubts. did train. He trained here in his AIS days. Yeah, and he can play. Well, we like he made some of our boys look silly, and he can certainly play. And as if every recruiter doesn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it is. Odd. It is very odd. Maybe there's a lot going on in Seymour. Big weekend in Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
Maybe this Don't tell you the piss, Doco. <laughs> hey, um, now, a couple of weeks ago, we had a competition around the All-Australian team. We oh, did we ours. We did. We, did. Uh, we put it out Jeez, there. people have been hassling people. me for it. They haven't they? They've been all over. Um, so, basically, people entered their All-Australian teams. Now, um, the person who got the closest was going to get a signed pair of your magnificent Puma boots, Scotty. Now, have you got uh, a we winner? Do. Harry O2 Martin on Twitter. He got the closest to the squad. Great team. Yeah, it was closest, closest to the thing. <laughs> I think he got yeah. nine, 19 out of 22. Yeah, 19 out of 22. Yeah. Cocko will contact we'll him, get, get his address, I'll sign, send in the boots. They'll be there within probably the next 12 to 18 months. A little bit of, <laughs> little bit of Pendlebury magic on them. Yeah. You'll, you'll discover you have a whole bunch of space and time to spare. Yeah. Outstanding. Absolutely. When are you going away, mate? You're going to have a sip of pina colada at some point somewhere warm? Yeah, we spoke about this. I'm going to Hawaii. Mate. What's that? Alex has to just chill back here with Jax. No, no, I'm going to Hawaii with Alex and Jax. Huh, that's yeah. right. But Shanghai, no. No, Shanghai, no. With the boys. That's with my brothers. <laughs> going with the boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. China, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, get remember time if, anyone's, if there's any late withdrawals there. Yeah, yeah, you're in. Straight up. Jay-Z. All right, fellas. Um, Wait, are you going on holidays? Mate, not too He just uh, went to Dallasford for the weekend. It's a man yeah. of leasure. Yeah, nice little fam- bit of family time. Cocker. Go to Seaford, hang out with the Shacky. Knock on his door. There's see more, mate, on Seaford. Oh, who cares? Come on, mate. Hey, thanks for joining <laughs> us, uh, everyone. Special finals edition. Now, are we going to do this throughout the finals? We're going to... Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Why not? We're going to uh, crack into the finals yeah. teams and yeah. uh, a bit of trade talk, etc. As we uh, oh. get closer to the exchange period, I just get the feeling, Coco, that there are going to be some big exchanges. Oh, it's good. Out. Your eyebrows are standing this up. Is, this is exciting. when you come to do something. This is best work around <laughs> exactly. this time. Exactly. My favourite thing is you just guess. Whatever. Just say whoever's going wherever. It doesn't even matter. Hey, thanks for joining us. Jay Clark, Scotty. Penelope Braden Cocker. We'll catch you next time on the Jock and Jono podcast. Thanks, guys.